It is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well on this final day of August. We have two tips of the cap, so I'll let you go first. Oh, I forgot I sent that to you yesterday. I got to get his name in. Wasn't it like Joe? I believe it is Joe. I texted you guys late last night. Yes, Joe at Dodgers Concessions came up and said, hey, I listen to baseball today every single day. And I said, bro, that's awesome. Thank you for the support. I'm going to give you a shout out. So here's me shouting out Joe. Uh, I had excellent time. Saw a bunch of guys uh, and gals yesterday that came up to me and said, hey, we listened to the show. So good to see you, Coach Trev. And I said, what's up? That's very, very sweet. It is awesome. Nice. So I make sure, you know, when I wanted to shout him out. So I'm glad that you reminded me. We don't take that lightly. You have a lot of choices out there. So thank you for making us part of your day. Um, also a tip of the cap baseball wise to Darius Vines. Another guy this year who made his major league debut for the Atlanta Braves. Six solid in their win out of uh, in Colorado. But the thing that really got me was the mid-game interview with Mama. And when he was about five years old, he was like, Mom, I want to be a professional baseball player. And today, we're here watching him. But I am so proud of him. He is doing a great job tonight. Great. I mean, just grab the... Do you need some tissues after that one? Holy smokes. I didn't... You know, you didn't need to do that to me early in the morning, dude. That right. was... No, I love it. There's... You know, once you become a parent, you realize, like, you love something more than you love yourself. And to be able to see your child succeed and, and you know, fulfill a dream, I, can't, I mean, I can't even imagine. I get, I tear up when Teddy gets a hit. Right. In his Pinto games. Like, you know, it's, it's emotional. I don't even, I'd be a wreck mm-hmm. if I got to see him play big league baseball. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it just. She wasn't fighting back the tears. She just let it go, which is exactly the way you should be. It is a special time. It is a commitment. You hear it from so many athletes about it's not just about them. The whole journey is about their entire support system. So when you, 100%. you know, when you reach the top of that mountain, you're doing it together. There's not just one pair of hands and a set of feet. It's a whole group. And so um, I'm so happy that that the entire Vines family got to enjoy that. That was really cool. Speaking of the Braves, they hopped on a bird last night from Denver to L.A. to get ready for the most anticipated series of the year. First of a four-game set out in Chavez Ravine tonight. It's going to be awesome. Dodgers and Braves only separated by four games for that top spot in the National League. So you got two great teams. you got four legit MVP candidates. You've got two of the last three World Series champions. What are you most looking forward to in this matchup? It's such a great matchup between two like incredible organizations. Like I mentioned, I went to the Dodger game last night, saw them in person. I was like, is this like kind of like their B lineup? They had, you know, Will Smith wasn't in it. And so, of course, Austin Barnes, I think, had two knocks. Um, They scored seven runs. Like I was like, okay, they can do whatever they want to do. But to me, with Atlanta coming in, uh, you mentioned there's a bunch of great things to look at. But when I saw the pitching matchups, they're hilarious and like the not hilarious, but they're so intriguing to me. And it's funny how they lined up. I mean, Spencer Strider versus Lance Lynn, just two guys who are 
moxie kings out there trying to kill everybody on the mound. The next day, you have the lefties going up against each other. Uh, Max Fried and Julio Urias. Like, that's a great matchup. Then I have Bryce Zelda versus TBA. Fine. The Dodgers will figure something out there. And then I think this is my favorite one of all because it is a four-game set, like you mentioned. Charlie Morton twirling it up there. Old man Charlie Morton going up against young gun Bobby Miller. Like, Mm. that is such an awesome, awesome pitching matchup. So, to me, there's so many good things to look at. But the way this lined up is – is awesome. So I can't wait to watch this series. For me, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are say, saying, okay, well, maybe this is the weekend that the MVP is determined between Acuna and Betts. A, I don't think that's accurate. Um, B, I'm more intrigued by the first base matchup. The guys that right now, in my opinion, would be three and four. And I know that Freddie Freeman could certainly hop into one or two if he, you know, becomes the first guy in a billion years to get 70 doubles in a season. Or something like he's that. Crazy. I think he's only the third player to get 50 doubles before the month of September. So, but I think that it's fun to, because you look at what Atlanta has now had and will have for 20 years at first base. It's a little bit like the Green Bay Packers quarterback situation where they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Like it's that good because Freddie Freeman, 12 years in Atlanta, an OPS of 893 while he was there, he averaged 55 extra base hits a season. Matt Olson, not quite through two years there, an 879 OPS so far. He's going to average over 75 extra base hits a season. I mean, the dude's going to hit 50 homers this year, and he's a doubles machine as well. So it, it could come down to that. And when they played a, a best of three set in Atlanta this year, LA won two of those three. Freddie Freeman mm-hmm. was really good in the series, went five of 13 with a homer. Matt Olson's lone hit in 12 at bats left the yard as well. So I think. It could be the battle of the first baseman again. I mean, that's a great one. And and thinking about those two going back to back in Atlanta, that's it's a special run there. I, there's so many things. Like you mentioned, they took two out of three. Now it was a four-game set. So this this could determine the tiebreaker if they end up tied at the end of the year for best record, which means home field advantage, which means a lot of things. Uh, so this is an incredible series for us. We're blessed. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. I, th- I think it's great. Does it mean the world at the end of the day? If Listen, if one team wins all four games, then I think it's a statement. Heck, even 3-1. But if we go 2-2, all I can tell you is this. Like, Brady made a great point the other day when he and I were just shooting the shit. He's like, man, that would be a great NLCS. We don't have yeah, a rooting interest. You know, we don't care. But it would just be really good, again, I think, to see that. Charlie Morton versus Bobby Miller is just something I got. I got to see it Sunday. Here we go. All right, let's move on to a guy we talked a little bit about on yesterday's show. Uh, It was in a losing effort, but Bryce Harper reached a milestone. And a high fly ball to deep right center field. Could he have done it? Renfro's going back toward the wall. It's gone! (laughs) It's number 300! It has given the Phillies the lead. I, I just I love being a Philly. I mean, plain and simple. It's uh, it's something I dreamed about. You know, just really, you know, this fan base, this uh, this city. I just I love them. I really do. Plain and simple. Some critics have said that Bryce Harper needs to win a title in order to truly make it in Philadelphia. Do you agree with that? 
Um, I think there's some validity to that statement to truly, truly make it in Philadelphia. I mean, I think winning a title is is huge in that. Like if you're talking Bryce Harper, statue guy outside of Citizens Bank Park, like he might not. Bryce Harper is the one guy who might not need to win the title. He signed up for 13 years there. He he said, bury me in, I hope I die in a Phillies jersey in an article that was written a couple weeks ago. This is after, you know, they were he was praising them for what they did for Trey Turner, talking about what they did for Alec Bohm the year before. Like, this guy clearly loves playing in Philadelphia. He's buying into it. He's and it doesn't seem fake. Like he, I, I, I really do feel like he loves it there, and he's connecting with the city. So, thirteen years there, putting up the numbers that he's going to put up. He's going to hit five hundred. He's going to hit his five hundredth home run in a Phillies jersey. He's going to do all these things that get him into the Hall of Fame in a Phillies jersey. That might be enough already. Just the length of his contract and the type of guy he is, and what fan bases really like is when a guy actually buys into the city and, and really means it. Like if he sticks around in the off season, if he's, you know, uh, you know, within the community doing things, if he's, if he's really buying in, I mean, that's that, I mean, I don't want to put myself in the same level as Bryce Harper, so I'm not trying to do that, but that's one of the reasons I still can go back to Minnesota in Minneapolis and, you know, people recognize me because I, I love Legend. Minnesota. I, I went, I traversed through Twins territory in a Sprinter van for many years, you know, going to all the small towns and really, I mean, I I love Minnesota. I think it it shows when I talk baseball for them that I do care about the state and Twins territory. I feel like Bryce is the same way. So I don't, I think he's already going to be a Phillies legend because of the way he talks about Philly and the things that he will accomplish in a Phillies jersey, even if he doesn't win the World Series. But if he does win a World Series, it's automatic statue, Philly legend forever. So I don't, I don't really know if I answered your question, Chris. Yeah. I, I, well, you started by saying that there was some validity to the statement that he yeah. does need to. And I was just curious about that side of things because there aren't a lot of people that do have statues in Philly. I know that one of them is Nick Foles. Okay? Nick Foles has a statue with Doug Peterson because they brought the first Super Bowl does he, to does Philadelphia. He really have a statue, Nick Foles. There is a statue of them before the Philly special. Remember the play that they ran against yeah, the Patriots I, where they course. threw it to him? Okay. Of course. There is a statue of the two of them on the sidelines talking it over. So, but they don't get that if they end up on the wrong side of that score. A hundred percent. And Here's the thing. The cynic, I think, would say, man, why is Bryce Harper just speaking glowingly? Is it because when he does struggle or if they don't win it all over the next several years, that Philly fan will take it easier on him because they're going to remember all the wonderful things he said? Or is it truly like this is the way his heart feels? Well, look, where did he come from? He came from Washington. Now, I'm not banging on Washington's fan base, but it doesn't have the history necessarily no. that Philly has. And it is, those are two different fan bases. Uh, you know, I've been on here talking about how it's difficult to play in Philadelphia and it surely is. I don't think that was a wrong statement by me, but with those, you know, with the hardships and 
the passion the fans will show comes, you know, the other side of it. Like if, if they love you, they love you and they can really resurrect somebody. And we've seen that from time to time over the last couple of years. So I think he's being truthful. I think he just enjoys the passion of the city because look at how he plays the game, dude. Like this yeah. is what fans want. They want you to be engaged in the city. They want you to talk glowingly about like they want you to love it there. They do uh-huh. like, you know, and so he does that. And then they also just want effort. And if there's anyone in the baseball world that gives you effort, it's Bryce Harper. How often do we hear, um, let's say a team wins a big playoff series in whatever sport it is, and they're over the PA system in front of all the fans. You guys are the best fans in the world. You're the best fans in the world. And we all, yeah, I watch them. I'm like, really? They're not the fucking best fans no, in the world. They're no, just not. Only, yeah. They're not. I know it. They know it sitting there, and you definitely know it in front of the microphone. So, but when Bryce Harper says that there is a special connection here, I do hope that if Philadelphia does not win one in the next five years, that this relationship doesn't go south because it's one I really enjoy. And I do feel like I think the word that you said was genuine. And yeah, in my opinion, he doesn't need to justify his his 13-year, $330 million contract to win a ring because we both know how freaking hard it is, how freaking hard it is to win it all in this sport in particular. It feels so random at times when we get to October. Give me a Trey Turner with Bryce Harper, like on deck, like arm around each other before Bryce walks off the World Series or something like that. Give me that statue. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be great. I did pick the Phillies to win the World Series this year. Now it was against okay. the Yankees and they stink, but Yeah. Well, that's all right. You know it doesn't stink. The fact that today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Public service announcement to everybody out there. If you didn't already know, Manscaped now sells beard products. Oh, that's a big deal for the two of us. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming changed the game with their Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Now they've gone a step further with their brand-new Handyman, an electric face shaver for quick and convenient way to achieve a clean-shaven look. So whether you're looking to sharpen up your neckline or give your face that smooth finish, the Handyman has got you covered. And if you're like the two of us, you know clean shaving, that can become a hassle. Well, the Handyman is the perfect compact tool. You can take it on the go wherever you need to to take your travels to you achieve a clean shaven look without all of the nasty effort that comes with it on top of that save some dough get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code baseball today at manscaped.com that is 20 percent off free shipping manscaped.com when you use the code word baseball today hit the old refresh button courtesy of manscaped what a night it was for dj stewart of the new york mets uh homer in the second inning a game-tying homer in the eighth. He had a game-saving catch in the ninth off of Marcus Simeon, and then a walk-off hit by pitch. That's a freaking good job, and what a month of August this dude has had. People forget he was a first-round pick of the Baltimore Orioles, just didn't get enough at-bats. When he did get enough at-bats, he just didn't do enough. Um, Name one other guy who didn't shine with his original team that should get some love right now. I'm going to go with a former teammate of mine. Uh, I played with him in Minnesota. What year? I want to guess. 14, 15, 16, 17, I believe. Was he in the bigs? Yeah. Yeah, he was. 
13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay. Then and he then took we're... some time off from Major League Baseball. Really? And now he's back. You don't have any idea. You have no idea who this is. Yes, I don't. I'm going to talk about Michael Tonkin, who's pitching for the Atlanta Braves right wow, now. Wow, that is an amazing yeah. name. Michael Tonkin uh, came up with the Twins, tall dude, threw hard, just could never really figure out what kind of pitcher he was. You know, like he just, it just never really clicked. And he didn't get a ton of opportunities. I mean, in 2016, that was his most innings. He actually threw 71. That was his biggest year. Uh, then he went over to Japan. He played in the Mexican leagues. Mm. Uh, kind of just kept playing and tried to keep getting better. So his last year was 2017. This year, made it to the big leagues with the Braves. And he's already thrown 66 and a third innings out of their right. bullpen. Sometimes he's thrown in long relief and mopped up some innings. Sometimes he's been in some high leverage stuff. He's kind of been whatever you need. He's there. And I just think it's a really cool story. Like he persevered a super nice kid, Jason Kubel's brother-in-law. Gotta love that aspect of it. Uh, But I, I think, you know, just when you think you're out of the game, you know, some people don't give up and they, they go to other leagues and they just work on their craft, work on their craft until Boom, he's back in the big leagues on the best team in baseball. So I think it's a, a really cool story. So shout out Michael Tonkin. By the way, uh, let me uh, sidebar here, Your Honor. Is that a little weird when a, a teammate dates your sister? Who's Who who hooked up with whom? I think Jason and I think his, that's his sister had been dating since like high school. So he's not oh. like it's been forever. Okay. All right. Well, then that's fine. Yeah, I don't even know if they ever played together. Was Kubel's? They must have. Mm. I gotta look now when Kubel was with the Twins and when he wasn't. But okay, sorry, I took us down the. uh, Well, Jason Kubel's like the nicest guy ever. So yeah, he he always seemed like a good dude. Yeah. Uh, The reason I am wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat is because I would like to talk a little bit about Yandy Diaz. Made the All Star team this year. Started out with my Cleveland Guardians. Back then, we were the Indians. Um, never really got a great shot. Could always hit. Could always hit the ball, but not for pop. He played almost 90 games over two years with Cleveland and had one home run. One. Uno. One. That was it. Now he's gotten a full-time shot down in Tampa, whether it was third or now first, DH, whatever he is. And he's got a career-high 17 homers, an OPS over 900, a war of over four, which for a guy when you don't count his glove at all is pretty good. It's all about his stick. Um, I'm happy for him. Plus, I like saying really nice things about the guy who's got the best muscles in the sport. That's simple. A specimen. Yeah. He's going pretty high in the, hey, which motherfucker do you want behind you in a fight draft? Ooh, Adelise Garcia or Yandy Diaz? It Don't depends. you wish you could just like like do some AI fights where you could just like pick Ooh, two I like people those. and just go, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start that. We should have we should do a show in the offseason where we have a uh fight team draft and see who picks the best team. I love that. I I need to put out my hot boy list and then a mm-hmm. fight boy list would be great. Dan fight Kenobio, boy list. me and you. Yeah. 
Let's go. Oh, yeah. Get Kenobio in on it. Love that. Love oh, that, that. That's really good. By the way, let's just give DJ Stewart a little bit of love. In the month of August, hit over 300, eight homers, 15 ribs. Pretty good. He never had, he only had more than 126 at bats in a single season before this year, one time. So it's nice. And by the way, this sort of stuff doesn't happen if the Mets don't empty the cupboard. So he's gotten a shot, and hopefully he's in their plans for 2024. It's a nice little story. Yeah. All right, we continue on. Uh, tell me what was the biggest series win among these three that involved two playoff hopefuls? Tampa, little mini two-game sweep of Miami. Houston, three-game sweep at Fenway. Or the Cubs taking two out of three against Milwaukee to edge a little closer there in the National League Central. I think it's the Cubs beating Milwaukee, taking two or three. The I think the Brewers won the first game, and then the Cubs beat Woodruff and Burns, which is you know a nice feather in your cap, if you will. They got it down to three games in the division, uh, but it's just there's a lot of important games for the Cubs right now. You have that series, and then they go on a run where they're playing all the people that are chasing them. It's I have it right here. It's the Reds, the Giants, and the D-backs. So they got to. They got to win series within the next like in these next three weeks. It's just brutal baseball for them. So it was a nice way to start off, get that um, number down because at the end of the year they go back and they face Milwaukee to end the year. So they could have real playoff implications and being able to steal these games from them right now. Not steal, but to win these games to whittle it down means something. It could mean at the end of the year, you're actually playing for the division, which will be awesome to see. We saw it last year with the Mets and the Braves, and how cool was that? So we talked about that series, and we didn't know who was going to win. We said these are both two teams kind of surging and, and playing really well. Both you and I said we'll give two or three to the Cubs. We were both right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just it's a, it's a pivotal, pivotal three-week stretch here for the Cubs. I, shoot. The last month for uh-huh. them is huge. And um, that last series of the year that you talked about, the cool thing could be that it's win and in, out and go home. Ooh. Like we don't we don't know what the wild card yeah. situation is going to look at that point. That would really be awesome because essentially that's a playoff series playoff before series, the yeah. playoffs begin. And that's, that's really good for the sport. Not good for everybody's heart monitor, but good for the sport. Uh, for me, it's the defending World Series champs. I think this series kind of flew under the radar. I think everybody needed to pay a little closer attention to what Houston did to Boston. It was ugly. It was ugly for the Red Sox. I think it finished their year. And more importantly, I think Houston's now like, I mean, Ryan Presley said it after the game as much. He's like, look out, motherfuckers, we're coming. We yeah. are built for a deep playoff run. We are built to win this thing. And it hasn't been easy, right? They started the year without Altuve because of the uh, hit-by-pitch in the World Baseball Classic. They missed Jordan for a long time. Michael Brantley just came back in this series. Fromber, really good first half. Issues with should he pitch in the All-Star game, should he not? Then second half, the high is the no-hitter. The low is he doesn't look anything like Fromber. And then the last two starts, he goes no-hitter through seven. And then yesterday retired the first 10 batters. This team is... Like, they're ready. They know that they're going to have to stare Seattle right in the eye and probably Texas if they can get their bullpen shit together. But they're ready. Nothing fears them. Nothing phases them, I should say. They're ready. I love it. Yeah, you're right. Put Boston six and a half games back in the wild card. Yeah. 
that's the Houston. We've been talking about it all year. It's like it's the reason we play 162. Because if you have some guys injured at some point during the season, there's enough time to make those games up. Mm-hmm. And we've just seen them just you know they're in the water and they're dangerous and they're, they're coming dangerous. for you. And dang, man. They're dangerous. It hasn't been pretty the whole year, but there it's just like that experience. Them knowing most of those guys have been with that team now and have made deep playoff runs. Them knowing what's in front of them, I think gives them gives all the teams that have been there such an advantage. You know, you can say the same thing about the Braves. You can say the same thing about the Dodgers. Like yep. being there and doing it gives you such confidence. I know this is baseball today, but we're all sports fans. And if you're a sports fan, you got to love college football. And guess what? It is back. Week one is upon us, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers like you can bet just $5 on the games and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Look, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Baseball today where you bet $5 on a game and $200 in bonus bets instantly goes into your account only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Baseball today. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. Also, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, before we get out of here on the podcast and YouTube side of things, uh, Hall of Famer, Ken Griffey Jr. He's got yet another talent. Camera in tow last night at the Miami Messi game. They took on Nashville. Who knew? We knew about his old teammate Randy Johnson being yeah. a photographer. But apparently Junior's been doing this. College football, this sport, love it. Give me a talent that you've got that we didn't know about. I think some people know about this. First of all, I love that him and Randy are just like photographers. Do you think Randy Johnson got Ken Griffey into it or vice hmm. versa? Like had they had Good conversations question. or is this just a completely coincidental? It's crazy to me. Really that's like question. not a normal hobby to pick up. I don't think right. like shooting sports games. Anyways, um, I, well, I'm a man of many talents, Chris Rose. But I think my best hidden talent is I love and am very good at cooking over real wood fires. Mm. I love the whole thing. I love harvesting the wood. I love splitting the wood. I love starting the fire. I love stoking the fire. I love cooking over the fire. I love slow cooking over the fire. I love searing over the fire. I love it all, man. I'd rather do that any day than use an oven, than use a Traeger, although that's sort of wood fire. Um, I want to like create the fire and cook over it. There's something real primal about that. So I think that would be my hidden talent. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Okay. Two things for me. I was a hell of a canoeer back in my day. I went to summer camp for six years. Why are you, what, what's what the matter? What does that even mean? We, we went against another. You were another... a hell of a canoeer? Okay. Hold on. Let me explain. Racing? Okay. Yes. We used to compete another against another camp in the summer. And so you had to try out for whatever teams, you know, they're camping sports. It wasn't like 
hey, we're going to play you in baseball. It was camping. So they had it, you know, depending on what division of the camp you were in, you know, you could be a junior, which were the young kids, intermediate or senior. And I made the team. I was the stern. And our bow was a guy named Nate Michelson, a good friend of mine from uh, Chicago. His dad actually owned a very small piece of the Chicago White Sox at the time. And oh. Nate was strong as shit, man. He'd just get on his knees, just go, go, go. And I was there doing the chase stroke. Yeah. Oh, it was a race. Okay. Hell okay. yeah. Big time. We kicked everybody's ass. So there you go. Canoeing. Can you still canoe? Are you still like, is it muscle Haven't, memory? You still got it? Probably still have a little bit of it. I probably have some of the skills. I could, you know, rudder it properly and then use the J stroke when I needed to. Uh, the other thing is I used to do a really good beatbox back in the 80s. What? Yes. Oh, I mean, let's go. I, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it over the microphone, so it might of be better in person. Of course you will. You can't hear it? What? Are you joking right now? Are you actually making sounds? Or are you like just yeah. making that up? No, no, no. I was doing it. You couldn't hear it. That's you the problem. No, you can't Why? hear it on these. I don't know. I'm going to have to go to a recording studio. Dan says that was fantastic in my opinion, but I, I think I bet we can hear it over on amp. Probably. Maybe that's where we'll have to use it. And that's another reason you should tune in every Monday through Friday on our amp app. Just download it on your iPhone. Check our social media. To see the reviews are fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well, Brian Feingold more to says it. that was electric. Thank you. Thank you. We are back at it again on Friday. We will talk about game one of the four-game set between the Braves and the Dodgers. We'll get your baseball weekend started off in the right direction. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented man who loves to kick, cook over flame, Trevor Plouffe, I am beatboxing Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today.